Exciting. Ask and ye shall receive, I guess. We said 50. There's definitely more than that here. That's a new record. You're part of something big. All right. With so many here, I want to let you know what a pleasure and a joy it is to be here myself regularly and to do this with my time, with my life to be teaching you and to be sharing with you and to see what happens in your lives as you share them with me as well. I'm going to go right into the teaching and I'm sure this is going to move into various things. I like to let it flow. And the first thing I want to talk about is wisdom. Now I know, you're just going to say, Sifu's just going to go through the motto? We say this every class. Is it? Yeah, but there's many angles, many ways to look. And the wisdom here, how well do you know yourself? How well do you truly know yourself? What are your values? And how do you measure them? How you spend your time? And how you spend your money? Tells most everything about you. What you value. You may think you're one way, other people may say you're another way, but ultimately, when you have free time, what do you do? How much of a hole do you get yourself in buying things you don't need? Do you spend a lot on education? Books? Seminars? Obviously you're here. The other part, do you realize your moment-by-moment moment choices? Yeah, the smallest ones determine your experience in this world. Is what I'm eating right now the best thing for my health? Am I staying up too late to watch some TV show, which then affects the next day's energy? How do I tie my shoes? You think that doesn't matter? You think this is really that stupid? Okay, bad example. But everything you do is also exercise. Do you do the minimum all the time? You know, we can just sit down with the clicker, right? We talk about that all the time. Don't even have to get up and change the television anymore. And if we ever have to, something's wrong with it, some people throw it right through the screen. Or, how angry you get. Who lost the remote? Ever get like that? 
If you have to go up the block to the store, do you walk or drive a car? Little things, little decisions. Do you make a big deal over spilled milk? Do you yell at someone and then regret it? Do you not show your love when you know you should have? How well do you know yourself? If there's any lesson, I hope, we get moving into next year. You know, I have pretty big aspirations. I have this crazy notion that we can change the world. Yes, each and every one of you. I really believe that. If there is six degrees of separation to anyone all over the planet, and apparently it's been proven, how many lives are you touching? And I would say, right here, if you can be fully present, it's the only way I know to be fully alive. That means do what you're doing in this moment nothing else. But how am I supposed to plan for the future? I get that silly question. Yeah, I say silly because you're not thinking. How do you plan for the future? If I'm only in the moment, how do I plan for the future? Well, while you're planning, do just that. Never thought of that, huh? You don't do that while cooking something and answering the kids and watching TV with the radio playing in the background too, or the iPod in your ears. No. You imagine what I want to do, what I want to accomplish, how much I want to save, when I want to go on vacation. Oh. And write it down. You have no idea the power of that. You know what my wife does on a regular basis? She puts up these big pictures, these big boards with pictures of all the things she wants to happen, that she wants to accomplish, goals she sets for herself. They could be fitness goals, uh, dietary goals, money goals, vacation goals. Do you know? Here, in this case, eight pieces of pizza. She ate them all. If you know what I'm saying. She got them all. Every picture. When you look at that board now, it's like, holy cow! Every single one of them came true. You don't think this works? You try it for yourself. I'm not going into Harvard studies and all that stuff. I've done that in the past. I'm not going to bother. But I will tell you, I remember 3% of people in a Harvard study wrote down their goals. That 3% made what the other, made more than the other 97% combined. When you write it down, you make it real. This is taking it a step further. Pictures out of magazines or whatever. You know, I'm driving an old beat up car. A picture of a, of a car that I think is reasonable, that I would like to have, boom happens. Doesn't mean 
go crazy stressing over it. It just, this is what I want. Boom, and go on with your life. Live it. Put that up there. You, you even subconsciously keep noticing it. You don't have to attach to it, but just look at it down the road. Maybe a year later, maybe five years later. Who knows? It could be long-term goals, short-term goals. I've heard of people with this kind of thing open up a box ten years later. One guy cut a picture out of a magazine of this beautiful mansion he wanted. Ten years later, he opened the box, saw the picture of the mansion. You know what it was? What it was? A house they were living in. He forgot. Coincidence? I don't believe in them. By being fully present, you can live your life in a way where your every moment, your life, is like a big meditation practice. That you keep challenging yourself to stay in the moment. And if your mind wanders, bring it back to the moment. Every time you realize you're not paying attention to this moment, bring it back. Keep the practice going 24-7, 365. How powerful is meditation? You decide. You find out. You have to do it. But apply the same practice to all you do. You want to see next year be different than the year that's gone now? Do that. You will have a very different experience. I guarantee that. You will have a very different experience. You might even avoid an accident. Yeah, imagine driving, paying 100% attention to seeing everything where everybody is. You don't know. I've told in the past where I, you know, people say, oh, the squirrel jumped right in front of me, or the kid jumped right in front of me. No, nobody jumps and appears right in front of you. You weren't paying attention for just long enough for that to happen. I've seen squirrels on the side of the road thinking about crossing. This is true. This is real. I'm already on the break, in my case here, I'm already on the break before, in case. Drive up to an interception, intersection, I look, I see, do they see me? Am I sure they see me? Or do I just assume I have the right of way? And then when they hit me, my case is be a big mess. But in a car, they hit you, do I jump out and yell and scream, you idiot? No. Can that happen? Yeah. But most of the time, I don't know how many times, <laughs> there's over 40,000 a year die in the roads. How many times is it really unavoidable? Or how many times is it somebody changing a radio station, somebody listening to something, not paying attention on their cell phone? More and more these days, I'll bet. Geez, I once parked my car on the side of the road, and I'm on the sidewalk, and I happen to look down the block, and I see someone driving kind of Funny, not straight, a little bit like this. And I watched them all the way right into the back of my car. And then she admitted later, yeah, I was trying to change the radio station. Practice, presence, 100%. When you're driving, you can feel the road through the steering wheel, through your seat. What sounds do you hear? And how much can you see? Don't look with tunnel vision. 
See as much as you can. You can practice looking in your rearview mirror without raising your eyes. Look in the side rearview mirrors without looking left and right. You'll see things. Yeah, you have to look there for detail, but you'll see before there's a problem most of the time. You're cooking. Do you put something on the stove and then go do something else and it's like, oh no, it's burning. Because you smell it. Or do you actually get involved? This is why chefs love to cook. This is what they do. 100% that. That's how you become a master. 100% that. Can you be a great musician doing five things at once? If they do, they had to master each one, one at a time. Let's say you want to learn guitar. Do you sit there and watch TV at the same time while practicing? Listening to another thing you're not even playing? I don't think so. But how about with each other? How about you're in a conversation, you look each other in the eye, and actually listen. Imagine that. Don't just tell them what you want to say. You listen and respond appropriately when the time is right. Can we get better at that? That's one goal for next year. Number one goal. Ongoing meditation practice. When we get back next year, we'll ask everybody how we did. Yeah, that's not easy, but we keep trying. People can't sit five minutes without losing their mind. So bored. Minds all over the place. I can't meditate. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. But I'll tell you what. If you take the time, get a little better at it, you'll know yourself better. You'll catch your reaction to things, and, and you'll catch things like this. You won't just spend in the moment because you have no patience. You'll just, well, maybe, do I really need this? Let me, let me give this some thought. Let me sleep on it. Let me see next time I get to the mall if I really need this. Little things. Little things go a long way. How much would that add up to, to by the end of the year? 100% practice. Oops. I said one thing. Circle of balance. Some of you remember that from your lessons. I was reading through lessons. And I don't know, maybe you don't agree over there, but two kept coming out, the lowest score. Two kept coming out with the lowest score. Spirituality and community charity. Interesting. First I'll take on spirituality. Just a touch. If your background, your belief system is very, very much you were brought up in a religious sense 
and you think the church, the temple, the mosque is the only way to spirituality, and you're giving yourself a low score in your spirituality, meaning you feel it's not good, what do you think you should do? Maybe make an effort to get there? A little more regularly? So you could raise that score? Would that feel better? You think maybe a little better of yourself? Well, there's so many other things that are more important, right? Are there? More important than your spirituality? How can you do anything without that? You're running without an anchor. You're, you've got no root. No center. You're all over the place. But does it have to be a religious? In a religious sense? In religious dogma? Religious rules? If that's what you believe, then yes. But I would say, in addition to, in place of, your choice. You practice meditation every day. And then, when you're not sitting in meditation formally, you're living your life and you're practicing as if your whole life is a meditation, and you do that for just a bit. You come back and tell me if that's not spiritual. Maybe it isn't to you. But you get control of your mind, you'll be fully present. We'll see what you really think. I don't want to convince you of anything. But I will tell you this. Spirituality is about connection. Are you connected? Who feels regularly connected? Or do you see yourself essentially alone in this world? Separate from everything. Try practicing presence. See what it does for you. Number two. Community and charity. Well, that's benevolence. What is benevolence? When you hold a door for someone, when you have good manners, you're respectful, you share, you help where needed, you pick up when someone drops something. little etiquette. How about presenting your best self? How about being an inspiration through the work you do on yourself? I said I have high aspirations. You do the work on yourself. You rub off on others that aren't even here. 
we get to touch your family and your friends, people you work with, through you. What's that called? Then you do this, expecting nothing in return. What is that called? That's charitable. That's benevolence. That's caring for your community. It's not just about giving money when people ask. There's so many organizations out there need help. You can't help all of them. You help who you believe in if you feel that's the way to go. But that's not the only way. Why are you giving yourself such a low score? Because you believe it should be low. I understand you're being honest. But are you looking at a little bigger picture? Let me tell you something. Adversity shows true character. You get exposed. The tougher the challenge, the more the weak will crumble, but the strong will rise. You are in a very special place. You are in a place with so much power. I don't know if you feel it yet. I think many of you do, because I read the lessons, I see you in class, I see you showing up regularly. But why do I say that? Because there are people here who can see your future. There are people here who may care for your growth and development more than you realize and more than you know. There are people here who know what you're more capable of than you see yourself, yet. That you're more capable of doing more than you realize. They see you as greater than you see yourself. How do I know this? Because there are people here, many years, who have experienced the powerful changes in their own lives. So they know firsthand, not what I told them. Then, because they were here long, they witnessed these powerful changes in others as well. They'll come to your test and they'll listen to your stories and they'll be in tears along with you. You want to tell me what's more real than that? If anyone ever complains that I say real martial what do you mean real martial art? Because that's what's real. When it touches you from the inside deeply, at your heart, you feel that. People here care for you that much. They make the effort. You think about it. There was a time I wasn't here. I couldn't be here. Who took care of this place? People who cared enough of this place and of you, the students. The students that were there then and the students that may come in the future. If this place isn't here, they lose. They recognize that. I didn't tell them that. They did that on their own. 
I've said before, Mrs. Freeze does the work of three to five people. When she's not here, and she won't be next week, but, and I'm a little nervous, but three to five people have to fill in to do what she does. So I can do what I do, so I can reach you the way I need to reach you, so I can teach the way I want to teach. She makes that happen. She is quite literally my right hand here. She comes in and discusses you with me all the time. Sifu, you've got to see this lesson. You've got to see what this person's going through. You got to, and we want to understand you deeply so we can help you make, make it through or make the changes necessary. We can't make the changes for you. We can't make decisions for you. But we can support you to make you, help you be strong enough through the practice to figure it out for yourself. That's what we do. But Mrs. Freeze, along with Mr. O'Leary and Mr. Fellner, these are consummate senior students. Not just black coats. I mean, a place like this could not exist without these people. I cannot do it alone. This place is far bigger and greater than I could ever be. And that's why I say there's a power here. I want you to know that. Mr. O'Leary has a family, he has a child he has, to, he has to care for, he's a loving father and husband. And when it looks like the world's going to end, he's the guy they have to call at PSE&G. That's true. Mr. Fellner sees dozens a day, what, more than a hundred a week, I guess, right? Patients? Well, more than a hundred, hundreds. <laughs> And then he comes in here and gives his all. He comes in here exhausted. But somehow he knows how to turn it on and get going and do his thing. And then he's here on Sundays besides. He's here Friday mornings. He's here Sundays. You think he finds value in this place? Because he cares for you. He knows by being here it helps him. But he knows by being here it helps you. That people that have been here 10, 15 years can share their part. Make a difference in your life. When I was first an assistant instructor in 1986, the first class I went to had Mr. Picardi in it. That's 25 some odd years this guy's been around. Ran a few New York City marathons, too, if I remember correctly. You think this guy can teach you something about perseverance? More than most. More than most. I can go right down the line. Mr. Cetera, family, struggling to get to and from his job, so many hours out there, trying to be there for his kids and their activities, and also be there for his wife, what she needs, get to work, get here. Easier not to come here, or is it? He knows the value. For him, for you. 
Mrs. Chong. Always leading the basic Qigong. Better be getting good at those stances. But calmly, quietly, what is it I need to do? Yes, sir, I go right to do it. No complaining. Just shows up when she's supposed to be here. Make sure your lines are straight. I'm thinking of giving her a stick. <laughs> I think that might help. Because she's very good with that. You know, Mr. Cunningham really has been standing out more and more. You don't know. I know. Very excited. Like a kid. He's a father now. Time goes by. Family time. He needs to be. He's going back to school. Get a master's? Where is he? I saw him. Master's, PhD, master's, right? Back to school. He's got to work full time. He has his wife at home, a child to raise. This is so excited about his practice, though. You know, he makes me think of examples. All of you are an example. You don't realize, but there are some who just take away all excuses from others. Take away all excuses. Mr. Crittenden, unfortunately, his hearing has gone. He gets a little frustrated at these events because he doesn't really hear me, understand me. So, I'm sorry he's not here. But here's a guy who earned his black sash in his mid to late 60s. You don't do that in this art. Or do you? Hell yeah, he did. He didn't live, have no excuse. Mrs. Brewer. Mrs. Ryland. Knocking on the door of 80. And I got guys in their 40s. You think I'm not too old? You think maybe I can do it? Oh, I don't know. 40? That's <laughs> about it. <laughs> Terrible. Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Greenfield. Both of them have bionic knees. And they find a way. They find a way. And they still improve. They still get stronger. No excuses. I don't know if those of you just coming in can realize this. These people do this along with a busy, busy, busy life. All the things they have to do. Some they don't like me to mention. Incredibly helpful. Mr. Chirino. I'm not even going into his schedule. I think he sleeps an hour and a half a night. But he gets it done somehow. And he doesn't just get it done, he gets it done well. He goes all out. He comes in, helps in the youth program, helps in the adult program. And he always wants to do his absolute best. I so appreciate that. Because that's how your focus should be. How can I do my absolute best? That's what presence. Don't just go through the motions, oh, I gotta be here from five to seven, okay. Don't bother. I don't want you here. I want people here who want to be here, who want to be excited, who are excited, who are training for a reason, their reason and the benevolent side, to be an example for others. 
Got a couple of new people training, Legasca and Lanzalotti, just stepping in. Just like we want to get a little more involved. Okay. Getting the feet wet a little bit. I don't know. Now I'm afraid I'm going to leave somebody out. Who else? Anyway, if it's slipping my mind, I have to apologize. And if they're not here, I'll just make sure they don't watch it on, online. <laughs> These people make this place possible. This is community. This is benevolence. They could just go home and practice on their own. But they help come in make your practice better. Make this place better. This school, I have to say, a couple people I miss were here for years, helped put many hours in. Mr. Chiha, Mr. Disla. Lives change, perspectives change. I wish them all the best. My heart goes out to them. Maybe they find their way back one day, but either way, I hope everything goes well for them in their lives. But the thing is, this school is leaner and stronger than ever. How do I know that? Well, this guy's up here talking to you now, but I wasn't here last year. Progress continued. Growth continued. The power, quite literally, continued. I came back, people didn't even meet me before, and they were excited about the practice. What more can I ask? You're excited about the practice. Not just so you can be here, though. Because of my aspiration to change the world. I don't know how big that world is. It may be a real little world. Maybe it's just Bergenfield. But in any event, and there's plenty of corruption in this town, but, sorry. <laughs> but really, how many can we touch? If we're excited about the practice, but not like cheerleaders, not like fans. I mean, you're excited because you're getting it done. You're doing the work. You're showing up. You're training hard. You're trying to be mindful about practicing right. You're taking correction and doing a little better, but you don't just leave it here either. Because it's not that valuable if it's just here. You gotta take it out. You know, we tell people when they come in and they salute, you're supposed to leave all your troubles outside. So you can be 100% focused here, do this now. But take the feeling, take the positive energy, take the lesson when you salute out with you. You feel a little better, more positive about yourself and about life when you leave here after a good class. Bring it home. Just like you bring your work home and you're stressed and you're yelling at your spouse or your kids. Opposite. Bring the good energy home. Bring the good energy to work. That's how we can change the world. I don't know, you like positive people, optimistic people, or negative people? What do you prefer? 
Now you prefer positive, I see some head shaking, you're more optimistic, positive. Be like that. They'll feed off of you. You smile, they smile. You frown, they frown too. You walk into a room, are you bringing good energy? Or are they saying, oh no, so-and-so is here. What's the feeling in the room when you walk in? People want to avoid you or they can't wait to come up to you? Oh, I'm so glad to see you. And how often do you do that for others? Because they'll be that much more happy to see you if you're happy to see them when you do. All benevolence. How can we make next year different? I gave you one goal. Practice as if your whole life is a meditation. Stay present. But now I come to sincerity. How honest are you with yourself? You're becoming a little wiser recognizing some of this, but then you still waste time and you still waste money. You still spend, spend your money on things not very valuable, don't give meaning in your life, and yet you know it's not the way to go. Do you know that's the way to hell? Yeah, the religion talks about heaven and hell. Well, anyway, this is my take on it. When you're torn. When you believe one way, but you do something else. When you know, I don't really need the Mercedes, but you do it anyway because you've got to impress the people at the golf club. But you know in your heart, this is, this is ridiculous and you're, you're working triple overtime to try to pay for it just so you can show it. When you know this but you do that, that's the way to depression. That's the way to have no energy when you need it in your life. You're fighting with yourself constantly. You're not doing what you're doing. You're arguing with yourself all day long, every day. I don't want to do this job. I don't want to be here. Then make the effort to change. Stop complaining. If you're not happy with your life, if you're not happy with your relationships, if you're not happy with your practice, your progress, do something about it. You need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Stop blaming others circumstance, if only, if only, it is what it is, literally. Work with it. You got dealt a tough hand, you got to figure out how to still win. You want to go through your life complaining? It's not the way I know. It's not the way that works. And I can tell you, regardless how bad things get, you can have happiness, you can have peace. It comes from inside. This is not just some cliché. 
But you've got to practice. You've got to be honest with yourself. And when you recognize a change needs to be made, you make that change. Yeah, changing jobs may be a long-term process. You may have to take a couple night classes to learn a new skill. Who knows? But you can either be going on the road to a new change, which will excite you, or you can just keep complaining about the road you're on, using up your life force. How many lives do you think you have? With or with not, without the belief of reincarnation, you only know about this one, unless you're a special case. You know where they usually end up. That's value. This time. This life. How much do you want to waste? You people are very special. You're here tonight. Again, you could be home relaxing watching TV. You come here, you sweat, you work hard. You, you, you sometimes feel like you're banging your head against the wall, making no progress. But you keep showing up. That takes a special person. Do you recognize that? When you look in the mirror, you have to recognize that too. Because it's easier to quit. It's hard to stick it out. When you go through the challenges, it's hard to stick it out. It's easy to back out. But I love that saying. The easy way is the hard way. The hard way is the easy way. That means do the work. Make the effort. Take the time. Push through. You'll have that happiness. You'll have that peace. You'll feel more fulfilled. You've got to be honest with yourself. Not making progress. Yeah, well, how much time and effort, Kung Fu, are you putting into your practice? Oh, it's my he won't teach me. It's my teacher's fault. I've heard that many times. If you knew the truth of my relationship with my teacher, you would never make that complaint again. You want to talk about a traditional teacher? There is no one out there more difficult to learn from than Shizu. Talk to Shibo more one day when you get to camp. If you go to the training camp, you ask him. I don't know if he'll tell you, but he might. Sometimes that's a good time for some stories. But let me tell you. The complaints I hear from students that have been around, <laughs> leave. Just go. Because you have no idea what it takes to change your life. It's up to you. The tools are there. You need to build your own house. The teacher can't do that for you. The tools are there. Your frustration is with you, and you're projecting it on others. The teacher, the spouse, the kids, the boss, you're projecting your problems out there when they are inside. Look in the mirror, figure out what you can do. Blame goes nowhere, helps nothing. You have what you have, you've got the life you've got. Now what can you do? And if there's something that, if there's nothing you can do, that's what letting go is about. Now you just do the best you can to function, and, and, and if you can find ways to change in the long run, you change. But ultimately, you've got to deal with what you have. <coughs> Complaining, blaming, criticizing, forget it. Wasting energy. And what's your effect on the world around you? 
Not so good. Which brings me to bravery. It takes a lot of guts to make the kind of changes you need. To change a job maybe. Sometimes change a relationship. Sometimes that is necessary. But there's a lot of courage involved with living life consistent with your true beliefs, your authentic self. That's why knowing yourself, you have to have first. Everything else then can follow. You can go against it. It may seem easier, which is really harder. But you have to have the courage, even when it's not convenient. Even when you're one against a hundred. They think this way, I know this way. I can just follow them. What comes to mind is a lynching in slavery, for example. Just follow the group. When you know it's wrong, you do it anyway. Everybody else is doing it. What? That's insanity. When you know what's right, you do what's right. And if you don't, you will suffer for it. I'm not talking about some guy coming down and striking you. I'm talking about your life. Day by day, you will be suffering. Have the courage, the bravery to live your life the way you believe is right. To be consistent with who you really are. But how do you do that if you don't even know? That's what this practice is about. This practice will expose you. And you may not like what you find. But it takes perseverance. And patience. And a very strong will. To get up. When you get knocked down. Physically and metaphorically. To get up. And find another way. To keep going forward. Somehow. Sometimes it takes longer than you want to, than you want to go. You don't like that. But if you realize who you are, what you think, what you do on a regular basis, now you can start to tweak. And that's where the presence comes in. Now you know what you do. Be in the moment. I can adjust. This decision, this is the kind of decision I used to make. Let me try this one now. That's how we make next year different. That's how we change. It's what we do today that makes the future change. It's not going to just change magically, playing the lottery. You're going to be rich one day, sitting on the beach with a pina colada. Yeah, good luck. How exciting will that be? For how long? I don't know how long you could deal with that. I certainly couldn't. I love doing this. I love being here with you. Every day is a challenge. It's exciting. I watch, how can we make this a little better? How can we make that a little better? And trust me, and senior students as my witness, this school keeps getting better, more energy, students are better. There's a reason for that. Because I only think I'm right now, in five years, I'll think this guy was wrong. We need to be like that. Keep changing, keep growing, keep making it better. If we're wise, we can do that. If we're present, we can do that.
go to meditation.